the year is 2021. The world is fucked. A spectre of death looms over the games. But that won't stop the world's most successful Olympic nations descending on Tokyo. The People's Republic of China. The divided states of America. The country formerly known as Russia. But this show is not about those countries. This show is about the little guys. The underdogs. The battlers looking to wrap their fists around a medal and become a national holiday. This is Medallica, colon, minnows versus the world, colon, truck ramp to Tokyo. Welcome back to the number one rated Sydney-based Olympics comedy podcast, Medallica, colon, minnows versus the world, colon, truck ramp to Tokyo. My name is Rig, which means by default you are... Oh, we're doing that. Yeah, I'm Gus. Great. We are now on day 10. Double Four. digits. <laughs> Just really takes me back to a simpler time pre-lockdown. I am so terribly lonely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> your hand is nicknamed Dean Boxel, as we've covered on a previous <laughs> cast. And it is going ham in the paint. There is so much tarp on our furniture at the house. Oh, wow. My yeah. housemates are over it. <laughs> They <laughs> moved out. Uh, yeah, day 10, this is about the point at which we start feeling like we were born du- during this Olympics, <laughs> doing this Olympics, and I've lost the ability to form coherent sentences. And your child does not recognise your face. No, he's in high school. <laughs> <laughs> your marriage is on the rocks. <laughs> he has like an M. Night Shyamalan movie about the Olympics aged horribly. <laughs> Just like me, mirrors are not my friend. <laughs> Oh, but speaking of aging, uh, we finally, after an eternity, got in touch with Peter Taufatafua, yes. and it is the best. It was great. We got on the blower with him for a good 40 minutes after promising 15 to his agent. <laughs> but you know what? It's the least he could do. <laughs> Absolutely. We also, during that interview, offered to represent Peter and to coach Peter. Yeah. <laughs> so we may have gone in hard yeah, on absolutely. the oily tongan. But we, we were really, really grateful for his time and that interview is going to come out in the coming days. It is indeed. And he was very grateful for ours because, you know, time is an agreement and uh, <laughs> time is a flat circle. <laughs> and the earth is something you can sail off the edge of, <laughs> as we've discussed in the past. Yes, it is an absolutely bumper show today. We are cramming <laughs> cramming things in like porridge in a sock. <laughs> it is oozing out of the seams. Wow, just leaving us with a hard amorphous mess. Yeah. That we're <laughs> delivering into your ears. Yeah, that takes me back to my original dating profile. That's how I described myself. A hard amorphous mess. <laughs> Wasn't it just, imagine Grimace, the McDonald's toy. <laughs> now give him human skin. <laughs> not that not he's actually got human skin instead of it. I mean, he's attained human skin from somewhere else and is wearing it over his purple fur. <laughs> Where did he get it? Oh, no, he's a serial killer. But more importantly, I'm gainfully employed, so I'm in the top 10% of dudes on here. <laughs> Enough right. of your hinge profile. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. So, I tell you what, speaking of stocks going up in people and countries, in Qatar won their second gold medal at the Olympics within two days. Yeah. And we, as a result, fucking hate that. 
It's the worst. We told you to leave. <laughs> we showed you the door. We don't care. You're not minnows anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you are still stinking the joint up with your crazy. And also, San Marino won another medal. These two just have a thirst for the pipe. <laughs> they, they can't stop. <laughs> can't stop, won't stop. The Samaranese, which is the actual oh. word. <laughs> Get out, oh, yeah. you tax-dodging fuck. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? My, I can feel my pockets getting heavier each pronunciation. <laughs> How is it possible that you're suddenly wearing a Panama hat? <laughs> I'm wearing Where a poofy checkered hat with my long axe. <laughs> so San Marino, they got a silver medal, the country's first ever silver. Enormous. And they were so close to gold. So close in the the mixed event in shooting uh, in, I can't tell whether it's Trap or the Lil John sponsored skeet shooting, but <laughs> <laughs> they were facing off against Spain in the final. So 1v2. The way that it works though, so if, you, you, if you're doing single shooting, you have 50 targets, right? As one yeah. person, uh, you just split it with the mixed. So you get 25 each. Alessandra Perilli, the bronze medalist from San Marino in the individual, she only missed two targets. Oh, God. And then she's... What did the bloke do? And she's fucking paired up with this fucking idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Gianmarco Berti, who missed eight. Oh, this is the point at which you're like, would it have been better to just send no one? Yeah. (laughs) Like when she looked over and it was a potato behind a fucking rifle. Why couldn't you just take the DNA and use all your fancy tax dodging money to clone a male version of Alessandra Perilli? <laughs> That's the future of the San Marino Olympic effort. Seriously. So together, Perilli and Bertie put up a score of 40 out of 50. The Spaniards, the chick shat the bed for them and missed nine. Ooh. But the man only missed one target. Oh. So literally 41 yeah, for the Spaniards, point. San Marino for 40. Fucking so close oh to break God. that golden duck, which means San Marino remains a minnow. Yes, and they remain alive to us as opposed to Qatar. Very dead in our Get eyes. Get in the gold-plated bin. <laughs> so Qatar are now 21st on the medal tally. I hate <laughs> that. They're ahead of Spain. <laughs> Austria. Oh my God. <laughs> they are. <laughs> Considering that two days ago they were persona non grata <laughs> and they're now ahead of like literally story <laughs> Olympic nations, they're equal with Greece who invented the Olympics. Yeah. They. <laughs> the only time they've ever been more popular is in a game of categories when the letter Q comes up. Oh God, love that. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love it. And so Qatar, we will just before we move on from them, they won their second gold in one oh. of the all-time moments in Olympic history, mm. which was in the high jump. And you and I are constantly learning facts because we're incredibly under-researched. I thought you were about to say you and I are huge fans <laughs> of high jump, experts in the field. Storied high jumpers. <laughs> So in the high jump final, uh, there's there's five people that, uh, that go through. One of whom was Mitch Stark's brother. Yeah. For the Aussies, the who is described Brandon by- Stark, the North remembers. <laughs> <laughs> he could have won it for the Seven Kingdoms, and he fucking didn't. <laughs> he dicked it. He went in there, and then he got fifth place and became Bran the Broken. A full red wedding. Did, um, <laughs> so, I've never watched the show. I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> so, 
So, uh, yeah, he is described by the SMH as having a trailer park mustache, <laughs> which oh, brutal. is rough journalism at its finest. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, basically... That's fucked, because that's something, like, we would write. Yeah. <laughs> Stop cutting our grass, yeah, Sydney Morning Herald. So, it gets down to the uh, down to the final. There's only, only two eventually standing. They are both attempting to jump 2 metres 39, which for us mere mortals is like jumping over a skyscraper. It's that like, is fucking huge. It's like jumping over an NBA centre. <laughs> it's insane. I mean, look, give me 100 hours, I could probably get there. Oh, no, no, Tell me yesterday off air that you told Crackle that if you were given a hundred hours with a skateboard, you <laughs> could win the gold medal. No, I said I reckon with a hundred hours I could become an Olympian. <laughs> <laughs> in skateboarding, uh, in any sport. <laughs> <laughs> no. The one hundred hour challenge. You heard it here first. That's it. Not. Not any spot. Like, obviously, I'm not going to, at 35, all of a sudden become the 100-metre champion. <laughs> that, that may be like getting drafted to the Swans, a <laughs> uh, thing that has passed me by. But I think that there is enough loopholes in the Olympics uh, that I'd be able to get in in one of those, you know, Category C sports like sailing or <laughs> trampoline. Yeah, well... You are from good stock. You went to a private school. I'm sure you and your family could afford a laser boat. Uh, I think that it's just whatever boat you can afford is the one that you get to sail in. <laughs> the old tin dinghy. <laughs> no, I couldn't possibly afford that. My parents spent all their money on private school fees. <laughs> and look where it got you. <laughs> jazz degree. <laughs> Not just a jazz degree, but rolling out the same headlines as the SMH <laughs> for a fraction of the pay. Minoring in scat. Oh, <laughs> don't come at me <laughs> and besmirch the good name of scat. <laughs> it is a century old tradition. <laughs> oh, thank you to show yourself out in your fucking ivory jacket. <laughs> Tax haven fuck. <laughs> So, yeah, anyway, <laughs> we we were way off base <laughs> at, at that point. But, yeah, I stand by the fact that with 100 hours, <laughs> I could definitely be an Olympian. And uh, you can follow that journey uh, <laughs> by going to gusandrig.biz, the <laughs> greatest website that Rig made in four minutes, <laughs> and getting behind us, support the Olympic effort. <laughs> it's happening here. <laughs> Absolutely. And speaking of exorbitant private school fees, Rowan Browning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Famous Trinity Old. Boy, absolutely. Which There's I hope I never ever say with such glee, ecstasy, and glee, <laughs> because I famously have a large chip on my shoulder <laughs> about private school fuckheads. Especially, even though I look like one, oh God. I look like I'd feature in the fucking promotional material. <laughs> Where there'd be me, seven other white guys, and the token Asian bloke. Yeah, absolutely. Welcome to the prefects of Newington College. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so, uh, yes, Rowan Browning, incredible effort. Like, again, uh, he is from Australia, which we do not recognise as a minnow. We barely recognise them as a country. They Mm. are the only... Uh, the only time that we refer to them is really because they are our venerable power overlords, yes. uh, the People's Republic of Rigistan. We need to get our utilities from somewhere. Mm. But Ron Browning is an underdog within a mega power structure. Yes. As a white 100-metre runner, he is the ultimate 
100 meter underdog. 100%. <laughs> Pure minnow. <laughs> it, it, minnow blood courses through his veins. <laughs> and, uh, and that's the thing. Uh, when he was racing for Trinity and uh, he was taking down all sorts of Australian schoolboy records, he was racing other white blokes. So <laughs> you got to get onto the world stage to really prove yourself. And holy shit, did he put up a solid showing. Didn't he just? Sally Pearson, after the race, they were they were interviewing her on the world's worst post-Olympic show, Shinya, and <laughs> she said she said that, uh, you know, he obviously decided not to go to Europe to, to race against the best in the world. He stayed in Australia during the COVID pandemic and, again, was rinsing everyone by, like, 20 metres. So <laughs> she was like, he needed this, and I'm like, he did need that to sort of produce that sort of effort, right? Oh, completely. It's a you've you've got to train and practice with the best to be the best. Yeah, I read that on you a gotta, motivational poster. You got to eat <laughs> a, a man. To, in it. You got to eat a man to beat a man. <laughs> I've always believed that. <laughs> or as I found on uh, Hitlian Diaz's uh, website, which is incredible, I highly recommend you go there. It is hitliandiazoli.com. Um, on her homepage, uh, it just has some pictures of her, and then um, it says about me, Olympian Woman, and then under it, insert favorite motivational quote. Wow, it's good. She has a good team behind her <laughs> that are a hundred percent on top of all their shit. And then at the about me page, if you go down there and you click on uh, contact us, my story, it says enter story here. So <laughs> <laughs> about us. So, Rowan Browning, um, he can now do what 100-metre sprinters live to do, which is to sink beers and enjoy the Olympic lifestyle. Absolutely. And he told us as much that uh, he was doing his best Dan Andrews impression and getting on the beers. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> his, he, his first question was, who is Dan Andrews? Yeah. <laughs> Followed closely by where my Asahi's at. Yeah, Absolutely. And we have been just right up in his DMs trying to get him on the show. Ro, bro, we know you're listening to this. <laughs> Don't <laughs> leave me on scene. <laughs> Who you. are you? Every woman I know and have tried to get involved with <laughs> romantically. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so lonely. Just to be really clear, Rig does not want to fuck you. <laughs> he just wants to interview you. That's what that is also not a, women. That's also not a euphemism for fucking. <laughs> anyway, uh, but no, seriously, we just want to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds even worse. Oh, God. Oh, come on, baby. I just want to talk to you. <laughs> so, uh, when just a couple of words, man. 15 <laughs> minutes of your time. Come on, man. <laughs> when the hangover wears off. And uh, you are being, I assume, escorted around the village by professional minders because uh, you are theoretically still a child. Um, yeah, pick up the phone. We move on, though, yes. because the minnow medal tally, which is really the actual medal tally at the yeah. Olympics and has been recognised as such by uh, recognised publications such as... Vice. The, <laughs> the New York Times and... <laughs> <laughs> the <gun. laughs> um, yeah, and the words on everybody's lips are the fuck is this and how does it work? So, Rig, tell the people. So, the top performing minnows in any event will get gallium, steel, or brass, depending on where they place. So, if they come seventh, that's gallium. Eleventh, steel. Thirteenth, brass. Simple as that. We tally them all together. We put them in a table. Make it look pretty. Stick it in the Insta stories. <laughs> If that's not clear as mud, then you can jump onto our Insta and uh, that will explain it. Not at all. (laughs) I thought you were going to be like, and if that doesn't make sense, jump off a bridge. (laughs) (laughs) 
So we have a change at the top. Oh, I've been waiting for this oh, for Change is as good as a holiday, which we can't go on because we're locked in our houses. So Ab- this is the closest we're going to get. Absolutely. And even if I was allowed to go to a different country, I wouldn't go to the new leader of the Minnow <laughs> Metal Tally, Malaysia. <laughs> Brings back horrible memories of when I was stuck in KL for six hours <laughs> via an Air Asia mix-up. <laughs> However, Had to sleep on the fucking floor with 350 other Australians. I hated that shit. <laughs> yeah, that sounds exactly like the Olympic Village, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> Those cardboard beds are, in the words of every Olympian, shit. I'll take the floor. <laughs> That's it. Give me a doona on that cold, hard Tokyo floor. <laughs> but um, you'd go to Malaysia a thousand times over ahead of the second place nation, Moldova. Yeah. <laughs> The tourist mecca. (laughs) Oh, my God. That is the real Bermuda Triangle for tourism, I reckon. You will go there. You will never come back. Oh, my God, yes. Uh, Moldova, the nation that famously has less teeth than a Collingwood supporter, (laughs) have (laughs) moved into second. And then in third, of course, we have uh, the great nation of Turkmenistan, Q-Horses. COVID-free since 93. So (laughs) we've also got the new entrance. We're loving it out on the athletics field because Africa and the Caribbean are showing up in a huge way. Aren't they? St. Lucia could be St. Lucia. I don't really know. It's pretty much a speck in my mind and a speck on the map. We've got Gabon, Africa. I know Mm -hmm. it's there. Can't tell you where. Timor Leste, the artist formerly known as East Timor. Yeah. Equatorial Guinea, home of Eric Eric the Eel. Eel. Love it. The only Spanish-speaking country in all of Africa. Uh, There's your fun fact. Another fun fact. You can't speak Spanish while you're drowning, as he found out. (laughs) Exactly right. It sounds like swallowing water to the rest of us, (laughs) even if you are speaking Spanish. Just joking. I've been doing it on a Duolingo for two years. Sudan. Not the South Sudan after the Civil War. The the OG. The original. (laughs) Not not Sudan 2, Electric Boogaloo. (laughs) Then we've got Rwanda, home of the hotels. And we've got Dominica, which I believe is different from the Dominican Republic. Also just forgot to say that the actual last entrant was, of course, the Kim Collins-less St. Kitts and Nevis. Yeah, we were uh, putting to Kim that he should be racing at this Olympic Games as well, and that's when we found out that Justin Gatlin, uh, who is a very, very mm. well-respected and recognised sprinter uh, from the States, yeah. uh, who's 39 years old, um, he didn't make it to the games through the American trials uh, because he could only manage he could only manage a paltry nine point nine one, which didn't <laughs> make him onto the American <laughs> Olympic what team. What is that garbage? <laughs> <laughs> what a peasant! <laughs> so he's watching from home. Uh, ironically, nine nine one would have got him bronze. Yeah. Did what did that have to do with St Kitts and Nevis? Oh yeah, that uh, Kim Collins old as fuck now. Great. <laughs> what a fantastic segue. <laughs> but yeah, Kim, if you're listening, uh, once again, hope you're enjoying retirement. We assume you're still dressed like an extra out of Days of Thunder. Absolutely. With your brown leather jacket and your <laughs> aviators. <laughs> Riding a motorbike from dawn to dusk for no apparent reason. <laughs> Which brings us on to our next segment and King of the Reverb Stings, Minnow Watch. And if you'd like to pick up a copy of Riggs' new album, King of the Reverb Stings, (laughs) you can find it at any brashes near you. (laughs) (laughs) Currently comes in a bundle with my book. (laughs) 
Cooking with Tears. Cooking with Tears. <laughs> Volumes one and two. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, well. Yeah, so Minnow Watch. Obviously, the, the big news out of Minnow Watch today is the interview with uh, none other than Peter Taufer Fua. Mm-hmm. It is an absolute banger. We cover off all of the big questions, which turn out to be uh, mostly from one person in particular. Yeah. <laughs> there is an incredible game that we play. Courtesy of Al Aiken, the clown prince of Wagga, who... <laughs> <laughs> set that into our DMs. We we got it in front of the big oily dog himself, and he played and yeah, censored himself in. Yeah. So <laughs> completely, it's as a teaser, a spoiler, if you will. The game is monikered martial art or porn genre. So you can only imagine the trepidation with which he approached that, being a UNICEF ambassador. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, and so that's coming out in the coming days, as we mentioned at the top of the show. Absolutely. So our only remaining feature athlete in competition is, of course, Huge Fab Mm. from Burkina Faso. He competes. He kicks off his campaign tomorrow morning, the 3rd of August, 10 a.m., in the triple jump. Yep, he hops, skips, and jumps his way into the hearts and minds of everybody (laughs) watching. He certainly will. I hope you have a large landing area because after watching the women's triple jump where the chick from Venezuela went absolutely ham and broke the world record by what looked like 100 metres. It was was 17 centimetres in the end, but I saw a graph at the progression of the world record in triple jump and it's all sort of like really close together and then it goes... And there's this fucking gulf gulf that goes like across the graph because she's just destroyed it. Enormous. So, um, yeah, after watching that, we're no close to understanding how the sport works. No. So we'll continue that level of idiocy as we watch Huge Fab take his giant Burkina Fasten strides tomorrow. <laughs> um, and uh, then we'll be following that all the way through to uh, the final, which is on the 6th of August on uh, Thursday. Beauty. Love to see it. Which brings us to one of the flagship segments that we have, the flagship. There can't be multiple flagships, can they? Can't they? Can they? I don't know. I don't make up the rules anyway. It's all coming thick and fast like Greek yogurt. It, of course, is Apocalympics Now. Apocalympics Now. My God, that is one of those where were you mum spaghetti-esque moments. (laughs) (laughs) Where were you when Riggs spat rhymes in day 10 of the Tokyo Games? Dad, where were you? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Christ. Well, all right, mate, what do you got? So, boxing. Yeah, I'm familiar. The sport, not what they did assembling the beds in the village <laughs> beforehand. <laughs> I in it. Normally we'd use uh, some, you know, engineers to do this, but instead we just got a furniture removal company. <laughs> yeah. So in the bronze medal of the boxing in the whatever weight division. It's not relevant, It's right? not relevant for this story. Okay. So there was about... That was going on between French boxer Murad Aliyev, that incredibly French-sounding name. You can <laughs> you can hear the brie being smeared on the baguette. And Britain Fraser Clark, the winner was going to go through to the bronze medal match. So uh, a medal at stake, and the fight was actually stopped via disqualification. Huh. What for? Well... I'm pretty sure in terms of tiers of disqualification for boxing, it's just underneath 
Mike Tyson chomping on a Vander Holyfield's ear because he, oh those kinds of tears I was yeah. like disqualification tears no not the, not the, what the I use Americans cry not what I use for basting in my new cookbook <laughs> no I mean the the tears as in yes <laughs> steps grades, yeah. grades yes so Murad Aliyev got disqualified for headbutting Ooh. yeah. Famously illegal in boxing. Absolutely. And every other sport. Yeah, 100%. And everybody, I think it's fair to say, really like the French and what they're about. Yeah, they've got a pretty sunny disposition (laughs) and uh, they're really, really easy to talk to and persuade. (laughs) And I think everybody understands that about them. Yeah, they are universally loved and not at all arrogant. Yeah, and watch that perception come crashing down to the ground because Murad Aliyev staged a sit-in. Oh, what? (laughs) At the side of the ring because he did not agree with why he was disqualified. So he just sat there, which (laughs) I can only hope will become a meme because it looks exactly like that Drake album cover that went viral a couple of years ago, Views. (laughs) Uh, Because it literally looks like that. He's just sitting on on the corner of the boxing ring. I was about to say square. (laughs) The boxing square. The boxing quad. Yeah. And he was just sitting there, sat there for dead set 45 minutes. But that would have delayed everything after him, right? It was the last match of the day. Oh, God. Exactly. (laughs) So he had nothing. He had like you weren't going to overturn it. You weren't going to be able to, like, what can you achieve, right? So anyway, everyone goes to Twitter, uh, goes to Twitter, goes to social media, says, that's pretty gross by you. And they're also loving it because they're like, oh, good, he's French. Yeah. So <laughs> People are piling on. People are absolutely piling on. They love it. Not the first time that this has happened, though. By and him? I, no, but in history. I would have loved if they did this because it all would have been over much quicker. Olympic boxing's most famous protest occurred in 1988 in Seoul when South Korean bantamweight Byun Jung-il refused to leave the ring after being penalised two points for using his head illegally. So oh, basically the same thing. Yeah, it, it, there's a direct correlation between headbutting someone and then staging a protest. Yeah. He stayed in the ring for over an hour and Seoul officials just turned out the lights and left. <laughs> that is how you deal with it. It's literally timeout for adults. That is great. I imagine with the French guy, though, it's like as if he wasn't just handed a mop. Like yeah. they're, they're picking up <laughs> cups and shit. There's fucking janitors S- out. There's spitting blood everywhere. It's like, <laughs> help me out. He's laying down in the ring <laughs> like he's a permanent fixture. Yeah. Bury me here. Oh, my God. But, you know, the decision's final. I mean, that's it. You're not going to overturn it. And now that more time's gone by, like people are definitely not going to overturn it. So... <laughs> You know what? Shit happens, buddy. Move on. <laughs> okay. Well, mate, if there's one thing that you can basically rely on Australians to do in any given setting, anyone from Australia that's been overseas and has run into a group of Aussies overseas uh, knows that we are international pests. Yep. And you can pretty much rely on a group of Australians in a hostel just getting on the piss, causing a ruckus, yep. um, and being uh, generally fucking annoying to everybody else. Yep. So the Thanks, Olympics, Jetstar. <laughs> we apologise to the great nations of Indonesia and Thailand. <laughs> <laughs> Dead set, but also that's mostly people from Perth. Yeah. So 
<laughs> they're not with us. No, they want their own republic. They can have it. That's it. The People's Republic of Meth and RVCA singlets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, thank you to listening people of Perth. <laughs> so in news that is breaking as we're recording... A series of Australian Olympians have been caught up in what has been described loosely as a full-blown (laughs) piss-up. It's inside the bounds of the Olympic Village and you can just tell from this news article that it was off the hook. (laughs) They were uh, deemed to have been interacting with athletes from other nations during a celebration in the village. Now... There's nothing that gets the cockles warmed like learning that there has been a guava cruiser driven <laughs> late night soiree within the walls <laughs> of the village, especially if it means that it's one of those uh, blowing off steam moments that invites the team chef in <laughs> and the Australian chef. Demission, <laughs> Ian Chesterman, has said uh, none of the Australians involved on Saturday night um, would be facing any disciplinary action. None was necessary. God, what a cool dad. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. A papa Ian comes through with the win. How <laughs> oh, good. Is, isn't it massively just like uh, the bloke who's... Uh, who you're with at school whose dad is divorced and is yeah. like, yeah, I'll hold the house party for you, son. Yeah, absolutely. Do you need anything? Do you need me to buy anything from, <laughs> from BWS for you? I'm going there anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I'll pick some stuff up. <laughs> of course I am. It's Friday. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Chef Ian has um, decided that the Aussies are, are off scot-free, but holy shit, you can just imagine the pure white-hot fury that the Tokyo Organising Committee have right now. Absolutely. And they were never going to stop it. It was going to come like a tropical storm or E. coli in the water. (laughs) Like, (laughs) it was always going to happen that this sort of situation would occur. Oh, yeah. This is... I mean... Again, we have to blame the swimmers. It's always the swimmers. Oh, totally. The, the swimmers have brought home uh, not just a few medals, basically the entire Australian team's haul, yeah. bar a couple of uh, odd ones out here and there, and they are ready to party. And I'm all about Papa Ian backing those triangular, lanky fucking people <laughs> who've just made it their life's work to win us a bunch of minerals from the ground. <laughs> In the name of national pride. I believe you'll find out they're not even minerals this time around. They're recycled phones. Yeah, I saw that. (laughs) It's amazing. But yeah, uh, Papa Ian said, hey, all of you uh, human shapes uh, who are (laughs) necking bottles in the middle of the quad, be done by 5am, right? Home, in bed, in your cardboard beds, by 5. How many beers do you reckon an athlete could do? I don't know. We should ask Ron Browning how many assays he had and times that by a thousand. I reckon the swimmers wouldn't be able to hold it. Do you know who's throwing down beers? Matt Denny. Oh, <laughs> fucking hell. He would fucking throw down with the best of them. <laughs> he certainly would. Matt Denny, the Australian discus athlete who um, unfortunately came fourth. Incredible finish. But PB? Uh, yeah, it is, it is a PB. Australian record, I believe. Uh, yeah, let's run with that. And um, <laughs> it does put him out of the medals, which is um, always a tough... Fourth is the tough spot at, yeah. uh, at the Olympics, but it's also heaps better than pretty much everyone else in the world. Yeah. Um, what is also tough is when not just one, but both of your parents uh, send you messages individually oh, to let you know uh, that you look suspiciously like 
an athlete who is competing in the discus right now, which your parents did to you. Yeah, they did. They told me that I looked like, I can't, I think his name was Stefansson. He was a sweet, because it was a Swedish one, two in the discus. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Stahl uh, won the the gold medal and he's a fucking big bloke. Oh, he, he is enormous. He looks like a fucking Russian gangster in a Guy Ritchie movie. <laughs> and He looks like James Corden from Wish. <laughs> And then uh, I got told by both my parents separately via text message that I looked like the guy who came second. Oh, that, that, isn't that a relief, though? I'll probably, I'll probably have to put that up on the Insta now that, <laughs> that we've mentioned it on the show. <laughs> Do it. Nothing like being stitched by your parents who say, hey, uh, we're so proud of you. You look like you hurl ceramic plates through the air for a living and uh, have the physique of a rectangle. Yeah, they- <laughs> You look like porridge poured into a sock. <laughs> you look a like a amorphous <laughs> mass. <laughs> you look like circles on top of each other. <laughs> but yes, uh, we will follow with interest. Um, oh, I'm just seeing that there is multiple parties that are being um, investigated. Gee, the Olympic Village went ham last <laughs> night. Oh, that's the bit. No wonder Robro hasn't. <laughs> Has a message back, not implying anything. <laughs> I am. <laughs> Rob Browning was just uh, nude in the middle of the quad, smashing Asahi's, <laughs> screaming, I am a golden god, <laughs> while diving into a large pool that he'd made. <laughs> oh, so, oh. The, the other piece. Have you got another one? Yeah, No, but I was going to. Speaking of Robo, should we hit the mailbag? So. Alex Watts, good friend of the show. Uh, pretty sure she's down in Melbourne. I can't remember. Alex, please let us know. I can't. I can't keep track of everybody. Yeah, yeah. You, so <laughs> you're only human after all. Absolutely. And so Alex says, "Quote: Where were you watching Rowan Browning's achievement at the Tokyo Olympics? Well, I missed the race itself, but I was there in time to hear my 18-year-old sister comment that his ass is dummy thick." An achievement I'm sure he can be proud of. Oh, my God. That's thick with two Cs. <laughs> my response, she's right at that ass-eating age, too. They grow up so fast. <laughs> That's it. So, it, Robro. <laughs> it's in the, the ketamine and rimming this danger is, zone. This is the reason why he's not getting back to us. Oh, 100%. Uh, Alex follows up with... Hopefully between the record and the thirsty Zac Efron comparisons, he's still in good spirits even if the finals didn't go as he'd hoped. Given I'm the same age and barely leave the house, he's achieved something amazing and is still a damn fine-looking man, even in the V-neck onesie abomination the Australian team had him wearing. (laughs) You're telling me right now that you think that the green and gold that our Olympians are forced to don is not (laughs) fashion-worthy? It's almost... It's fluoro yellow. Yeah, it's gross. Um, I also have one which is uh, to do loosely uh, with Robro, but it's more to do with the man that he usurped um, for the uh, the sprint crown yep. um, in, in Australian history, uh, the white sprint crown, uh, which was, was Matt Shervington. Yep. And uh, my brother has sent this in and he said, I once met him at a drink session 2011. My mate was giving him shit about his enormous wang. <laughs> <laughs> he, he responded... Yeah, a lot of people come up and ask me about this, but actually, no one brings up the fact that I had number plates made that said sub 10 <laughs> that I was never able to put on my car because my best was a 10.03. <laughs> So good by Shermo. I'm like, imagine that. You're just so sick of people coming up and being like, hey, do you feed that thing? 
then you're like, you know what? You know what's less embarrassing is the fact that I had a personalized number plate that said sub 10 that I never got to put on my car. That is so amazing. Oh. Weirdly enough, another Shervo message. Oh, I thought you were about to be like, weirdly enough, you've been angling to put that sub 10 number plate on your car. Yeah, no. So, to Neil. Yeah. Patron, listener, author of her autobiography. <laughs> she says, by the way, you have completely ruined Matt Shervington hosting for me. I said, why? Just thinking about his junk. And she goes... All I can see is the photo of him from the 98 Commonwealth Games in Lycra. So, yes. <laughs> God. Ugh. I mean, look. His, his junk just lives rent-free in the minds of us, our listeners, <laughs> and a lot of women who grew up around that time. Yeah, it's like one of those, uh, those magic eyes that uh, once you've sort of seen the image, you can't unsee it. They just would not stop with the slow-mo with him either. Oh, it's amazing. Um, but... That is all that we have time for. So how do the people get in touch with us? Well, if they want to become a sponsor like the good people at, or person at Spectre Drone Services, then they can hit us up at our website that I made in a pinch <laughs> called gusandrig.biz, B-I-Z, or Z for Americans playing at home where business goes to live. And I... Or you can hit us up on Instagram. We are Gus and Rig at G-U-S-A-N-D-R-I-G or send us a Facebook message into Medallica or Shit Show. Great work, mate. Well, that's all we got time for. Yep. Well, I've got to go and check the availability of some sub-10 license plates. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got to put in hour one of my 100 Olympic hours. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers.